Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 310. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. <clears throat> hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. Got some good stuff to get to today. Uh, we're going to start with the NBA. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot's going on in the NBA right now. Um, trade deadline. So there's some other players out there that might uh, be traded soon. Maybe Kevin Durant even, uh, because uh, Kyrie is no longer with uh, the Brooklyn Nets. He uh, demanded a trade last week, I think after we had already done our episode, um, and, and it happened pretty quick. He has been traded to the Dallas Mavericks, uh, who are looking for an upgrade. This this core with Luka just isn't it. They need a little more. Um, so the, the deal they made, they, they're trading Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith, two key players for them, but neither guy is an all-star, um, along with the 2029 first-round pick, so um, a long time from now, but that's one of those things that could get you like, you know, six years down the line. But um, now they got Kyrie Irving, a, a great scorer, um, a, effective basketball player, um, frustrating human being, um, a lot of different descriptions you can have for Kyrie Irving, but he should help the team basketball wise. Um, but I don't think this puts him over the top in any way. I think Finney Smith is, is a really just key player who can fit anywhere, play in any lineup. Um, and, and Dinwiddie's been pretty solid for him. He came up big in the playoffs. Yeah, Dinwiddie was definitely uh, <clears throat> Luca's Robin, the, at least the closest he had to it. I think like when there was a game when Luca got hurt, the game that Luca got hurt against um, Phoenix, I think it was. Uh, Dinwiddie took over that game, and Fien- and uh, Dallas still held on to win that game on the road in Phoenix. So uh, he was, he's definitely a good role player. I mean, uh, as a Laker fan, you know, I wanted to see Kyrie come to the Lakers, but I don't think the Lakers just have the key pieces because I think Brooklyn still feels like they can be in a position to win because they do still have Durant. And Dinwiddie and Finney Smith, I think, help, even though I know there has been some rumors that Durant has maybe wants out or something. But with the deadline being this Thursday, I'm not too sure if, you know, something will happen in time for Durant to leave. But uh, if Durant does stay, then I think, you know, Dinwiddie, Finney Smith, and a couple other of the key guys they have, they can at least still be, a, you know, not a pushover team to beat in the East. I mean, I don't think they're good enough to take out Milwaukee or Boston by any means with this lineup. But I don't think, you know, they'll be like swept or anything. I think they can at least give teams trouble if they're, healthy and playing yeah. to their potential. And you're an injury away. Like last year, you say the Bucks lost uh, Middleton and now they weren't as good and you could pull off an upset that way. Uh, but yeah, Brooklyn wanted players back. So I think it was hard. The Lakers offer of like basically Westbrook. Yeah. And I was actually just telling um, uh, this so the Nets wanted uh, like Reeves and someone else to go along with it just to fill out the lineup and the Lakers weren't going to do that. But these rumors are all over the place. There's also, um, Rumor that Brooklyn was just never going to trade to the Lakers because they just didn't they didn't want to give Kyrie what he wanted. Yeah, and I've heard those rumors as well that they didn't want to give Kyrie what they wanted. Which I mean, the guy's been nothing but kind of an asshole, I guess. So it's like, why would you give him what he wants? And uh, also, I was telling this to I was mentioning this to Sean before uh, in the pre-show is that if you really thought about it, Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons on the same court at the same time would be an absolute disaster. That would look like guys playing pickup ball at like LA fitness or something. If those two were ever on the court at the same time together on the same team, it would just be two guys that can't shoot for shit that are just throwing the ball all over the place, taking rushed shots that are just missing. And it would have just been a catastrophe that would have made Durant absolutely leave. Although I don't know how Durant Westbrook's relationship is anymore. I don't know how that would have gone either. But uh, yeah, so he's not, he's not there anymore. So we'll see how it helps Dallas. I know their odds jumped a lot from like 14 to one or 12 to one to, I believe five to one to win the West. And then I think their championship odds are still around like 14 to one. So uh, if you're a believer in this Maverick team, I would bet it now, you know, before, uh, cause if Kyrie and the company looks good, I mean, that could go to under 10 to one, you know, 
anytime, but we will see. Yeah. Um, there's other rumors about trades that could have happened too with him. I don't know if any of them are real, but like Chris Paul was offered um, in a trade. I don't know if that's true, but it's got to. I've heard that as well. It's got to affect him, you'd think. Um, and then also uh, the Clippers made a push to get him um, involving like Terrence Mann and like Kennard and future picks. And it's like, I don't want that. I don't want to trade any more future picks. Uh, also, Tyree, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard together. <laughs> that just seems like it's, as Sean would like to say, it's too many cooks in the kitchen. But uh, so anyway, what do we have? Uh, what's next in the NBA? That's uh, well, I mean, exciting. in addition here to this Kyrie story is uh, Cam Thomas, uh, first round pick from last year for the Nets, back to back forty point games. I was just gonna say I've never <clears throat> even heard of this guy. Yeah, pretty crazy. I think he had forty five and then forty seven yesterday against the Clippers. This guy sounds loss. like a golfer. What position uh, does he play? He's just a, a guard. He's just from, like a Lou Williams type. From where? I think he went to LSU. Okay. His whole thing was like he's going to be the bench scorer guy for the team. And it didn't really work out last year, and this year hasn't been that much better. But you know he's got you know green light right now, so uh, that's that's great for them. I mean they're playing without Kevin Durant right now, and yesterday they played with basically nobody on the team, um, really thin, and they needed every point he got. Um, but the Clippers still took care of business. Yeah, they still still won. It was a good game though. Yeah, pretty crazy. It's like hey, now nah, it's my shot. Um, now, could this be like a Jeremy Lin type thing of like, I mean, obviously he's not going to average 40 points a game, but is he even going to be like a 20 point a game guy the rest of the year? I don't know. Well, speaking from one LA team to the other, this is possibly the biggest story in the, in the, uh, in the week is that, uh, LeBron James is going for the record of total points scored to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he's 36 points away, and the Lakers play this evening, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And, you know, there's a lot of speculation, like, will he break it tonight or will he break it Thursday? And I think we briefly touched it last week, is that the kind of the significant thing is, both games, by the way, are the primetime TNT game, the 7 o'clock TNT game. If he breaks it against the Milwaukee Bucks, it would be the kind of whole thing of like, oh, he... Did it wearing a Laker uniform, which was what Kareem retired in, and he would have done it against the Milwaukee Bucks, which is the team Kareem started with. So, I mean, I guess it comes down to really how much does that matter? I mean, does LeBron care about that or anything? I mean, I don't think he should. I think his goal should be to come out and win, and if that means they can win tonight with him scoring 28, then okay. But if that means he has to score 45 tonight, then he's got to score 45, and then he beats the record. But I think it just comes down to because personally, in my opinion, if LeBron absolutely wants to beat that record tonight, he can. I mean, he's averaging 30 points a game. Him to score 36 against a team that just played last night, so maybe a little bit of tired defensive legs, I think LeBron should have no problem. So I really believe, you know, no pun intended, but the ball's in his court for this. I think if he wants to break it, he can break it tonight. And if he doesn't seem like he cares too much and kind of just plays, you know, Kind of whatever basketball, then he'll break it Thursday night against the Bucks. But what do you think happens here? Do you think he breaks it tonight, or will it be done Thursday? I think it'll be one more one more game. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, it's <clears throat> it's certainly possible. It's worth watching just to see what happens. Oh, definitely. I mean, he showed uh, up with some swagger tonight. He showed up in an all nice black suit. It looked like the confidence of a man that uh, was ready to is ready to break the NBA record this evening. Like he walked in with some all eyes on me type look. So. Maybe he will do it tonight. Yeah, we will see. So I guess by the time you're listening to this, you probably know. Yeah. So uh looks like up next here with NBA, we got a little talk about the trade deadline. What uh any have you heard any rumors? Any big uh, any big moves? I mean, we know Kyrie's <clears throat> the biggest of moves, unless Durant does go. I've heard those rumors about like the Phoenix Suns having interest in Durant or you know, who else? You know, I'm sure a lot of teams do, but I personally don't think Durant's going anywhere. I think uh, they're going to hold on to it. I think so, too. I haven't heard yeah. anything, at least, of him potentially going anywhere. Yeah, no, I think he's... The only one I saw was, like, there was the rumors of Phoenix, but that was right when, like, Kyrie got traded. So I think those were just probably rumors of him being like, oh, if Kyrie's gone, then I want to go. But I have a feeling he'll hold it out this year. I've also heard the slight rumors of him going back to Golden State. But it would be for, like, you know, they would ask for a decent amount. I think they would want Jordan Poole or something, but I don't think the Warriors are 
given up on pool yeah, unless I, <clears throat> I mean but yeah i think uh i mean maybe there'll be some little other key trades i've heard like the, you the know, teams are too close no one wants to give up on the season yet so yeah. that's right and I, everyone wants to make a move so yeah and i've heard some rumors of you know there was talks a little bit ago about the lakers maybe trying to acquire vucevic which would be exciting for you know Lakers, yeah, the, but the that's Bulls have big. been have been better for like the last couple of weeks and got back into the playoff spot. Yeah, it's like it's, and it's that's hardened. exactly with the ten seeds. It's instead, everyone's alive yeah, now. So. Exactly, and you know we've talked about it before about like what has happened with uh, how a ten seed can all of a sudden become an eight seed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then uh, looks like um, so what we got left here the last bit of NBA. We've got the All Star rosters, Andy. So how about uh, what have uh, what have we got with the All Star rosters here? So we did the the starters before, um, but just to recap, Giannis, Durant, Kyrie Irving in the East, which is uh, interesting because he's not going to be there. Um, well, I mean, he's going to be there, but I'm saying he's not. He's no longer in the East. Yes, and I really quickly, like we, I just was telling Andy about that too, is that I'll be curious to see what they do with that because the similar situation happened this past weekend in the NHL All-Star game where the Vancouver Canucks traded their best player, Horvat, to the New York Islanders. So the all-star game and the NHL goes by division. And so Horvat actually still represented the central division, but wearing an Islanders uniform, which the Islanders are in the metropolitan uh, division. So kind of, uh, kind of funny, but it was cool that he at least got to play with some teammates, his old teammates one last time. So I don't know what the NBA is going to do with Kyrie. Well, their teams are not by East and West. That's right. That's right. Them, okay. So that was matter. a brain fart then. You're right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but, but Mitchell and Tatum were the last two starters. So then the reserves, which is new, um, we got Bam Adebayo, Jalen Brown, uh, DeMar DeRozan, Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton, oh, Drew Holiday, and Julius Randle. So, Interesting. Uh, Holiday, that's big for him. I don't think he's been an all-star with Milwaukee yet. Oh, yeah. um, and then Randle, after having a, a great season a couple years ago and then just everyone hating on him last year, he's he's back and having a good season again. So, um, yeah, there's always people complaining about snubs. James Harden is not on the roster. Um, that's some people probably celebrating about that one. Dar- Dar- yeah, uh, Darren Fox too. Um, I, know I haven't gotten to the West one. yet. That's so. true. Okay, my I think bad. there's more. <laughs> I think there's more potential snubs in the in the West. Okay, let's hear it then. I'm um, in the West. You got the starters: LeBron, uh, Steph Curry, who's not going to play, Luca, uh, Jokic, and Zion, who's not going to play. Uh, so the reserves are uh, so Paul George, be a two man advantage. Then no, <laughs> yeah, well, no, they're going to they'll get replacements. <laughs> Um, so Paul George, um, Shea Gilgis Alexander. So those I think, two are linked forever. I think Shea Gilgis should be Curry's replacement. He's having a fantastic yeah, season. Yeah, again, or, I don't know if starters matter that's either. Right, so. Gosh darn it. Well, no, but someone's got to start though somewhere. I, I guess know, I get what you're saying. I you get what you're pick, saying. I think you just pick anyone. I know. This is I don't so know, actually. Okay, no, so then, then you're right. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, who is controversial for his defense. We didn't cover that story. Very stupid, but. Um, he's deserving. Yeah, he's 2022 all defense. Yeah. Well, there's a thing about like stats that are fake and stuff like that. Well, his assist stats are definitely <laughs> fake because he averages 0.8 assists per game. Maybe uh, maybe find your teammates more, buddy. You got Damian Lillard, who's uh, old but still performing. Back to back NBA Player of the Week, Damian Lillard. All right. Yeah. So he's he's and you know what his free throw percent? Sean, you'll love this. Damian Lillard's back to back NBA Player of the Week, and in that span of two weeks, his free throw percentage is 98. percent Oh wow, and he's yeah. and he goes to the line a lot. Forty nine out of fifty. It's yeah. someone you should look up to if you're in the league or uh, playing in a lower league, even. Absolutely. And then we got uh, Lori Markkinen making his first All Star appearance. Very much deserved. That's that's pretty big. <clears throat> yeah, um, good for him. You know, he yes. went his first season with Utah, and he's yeah. he's looking good. Both Mitchell. So here's what's interesting: both Mitchell and Markkinen mm-hmm. made the All Star team. Um, John Morant's next on this list, but uh, Sabonis as well made the All Star team. So both Halliburton and Savonis made the All-Star team. Very good. So that's a couple trades, <clears throat> and so did Paul George and, and Shea Gilders-Alexander. Yeah, it worked out. So these uh, trades, People everyone's find trading the right All-Stars. These, yeah. these, these general managers know what they're doing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. All these trades are like, well, who won it? It's like, I don't know. That's Everybody pretty, did. pretty good. I mean, that's, that's a money call and even trade. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Uh, but yeah, there are some people that are upset. There's guys that were hurt most of the year, uh, like Booker. Um, Kawhi would... The way he's played the last month, he's been an all-star, but missed probably too much time. Um, and then, yeah, who else in the West is probably? Oh, Anthony Edwards was pretty upset. Um, I think maybe next year is your time. I mean, that, there's so much negative energy around that team, although they've been better lately. Um, yeah, so Rudy Gobert did not make the all-star team. Who cares? He's probably crying, time. though, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm joking about that. He wasn't really considered, but oh. he, he has made it before. Um, 
He's the one that cried though when he didn't make the All Star team, right? Or was that when he didn't win Defensive Player oh, of the Year? Oh yeah, I forgot something about that. Yeah, he's but, I mean, back in that, France. It, yeah, Embiid, Embiid cried about not making, not starting <clears throat> in this game. So, but again, well, how do you even decide who yeah. starts? They, uh, oh, Jeremy Grant was upset. It's like, oh, come on, Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Your team is bad, so you're not going to get you're not going to get two All Stars. But is he? Yeah, that's true. That's a good. I point. think he's averaging still like 23 and seven. But I was going to say, is he better than Jaron Jackson though? I think Jaron Jackson gets on there because Memphis is um, good, doing good. good. And I okay. mean, he's a center, and like I said, the, the defense is like he's the favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year. So, okay, well, it should be a fun All Star game. When is it again? Probably two after weeks. after Valentine's Day, February nineteenth. Yep. So that would yeah. be after Valentine's Day weekend. All righty. Well, I think that um, about does it for our NBA chatter. Time to switch things up and talk some college. Yeah, a quick little uh, recap of uh, what's happened. Uh, Purdue. Uh, they lost a big game to Indiana this week um, on Saturday, um, but despite the loss, they're still number one ranked team. So they only have two losses on the season. Um, Purdue is fun. It's fun to watch because they have this uh, giant guy. He's been there a while, but he's so, like seven foot four. So the thing about uh, Purdue is they've had giant guys for the last yeah. eight years. Like I don't know where Purdue finds these seven foot four kids, but they do it. And I was actually watching the Purdue Penn State game. It was my first time even watching Purdue this year. Dude, it's unfair. He gets every offensive rebound and doesn't even jump and just puts it back in the hoop. It is. I mean, I don't want to be racist, but it's like Yao Ming. Um, the guy does, is like Asian. He's so. like, yeah, half Asian, half white, yeah. I think. They always, they always show his mom, always cheering for him. Um, but it, it reminds me of that, of like, he's so much bigger than everyone. Um, where I remember like Yao, I mean, Yao was very talented, but he couldn't really move. But it was just like, just stand there and like. So like, around. will this guy go to the NBA because of this? I don't know. Like, like the, remember that uh, there was that Taco Fall guy. Yeah. Um, he never, he never made it. He's. He was on the Celtics for a little yeah. bit though, but he was just a fan favorite. He was too what, tall. Was Taco. What college did he go to play in? South, uh, South Florida, I think. Yeah, it was something like that. They played Duke, right? I think it was They South played Florida. Zion Williamson in the tournament. It was a big deal. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, then, so uh, that just tells you how uh, college basketball is so far this year. I mean, number one goes down, and the funny thing about it is, is they lost to Indiana, who was like number twenty-two or something like that. And pretty good. The I crazy think. thing is, though, is Indiana was favored. Yeah, Purdue no, was number one, and they were I mean, one and a half point. It was underdogs. at um, Indiana, so yeah. um, there was a little. I don't. I don't. You'll have you'll have to look at this because you might be interested in this. There was a sign on the basketball hoop for Eric Gordon's Greek Pizza. Okay. And I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. Eric Gordon's clearly not Greek. I mean, he went to Indiana, but uh, what is going on there? I don't know what Greek pizza is either. Just it's got olives on it or something. I, I don't know. Yogurt. Um, <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, yeah, other games that were important. Tennessee got all the way up to number two last week, and then they ended up losing. So now they've fallen back down. Um, it's just, just how it goes. Uh, Kansas lost again and I think was like ranked 15th. But then just yesterday they beat Texas, who – uh, jumped into the top five, so uh, that 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 conference is just kind of a, a bloodbath. But um, yeah, it'll be wild. Uh, Gonzaga lost again; they lost to St. Mary's. So I think Gonzaga's lost five times already, which is like that's not supposed to happen. Um, they still, you know, Drew Timmy's still there. He's he's still playing, and this is his worst season as, as a basketball player. Now. So it basically, just says that Eric Gordon opened up a pizzeria in Indiana. Why is it Greek though? I think it's just it's the Greek style, which. Uh, let me see here okay. really quick. Uh, what, Greek style pizza. Greek st- pizza is a style of pizza crust and preparation where the pizza is proofed and cooked in a metal pan rather than stretched to order and baked on the floor of the pizza oven. A shallow pan is used, unlike the deep pans used in Sicilian, Chicago, or Detroit styled pizzas. So it sounds like Neapolitan pizza. Yeah, maybe so. And John Stamos has to make it. Or at <laughs> least bless it. Yeah, John Stamos. Yeah, that'd be... Well, well, it says right right here, why is Greek pizza so good? One of the key things says it's a liberal use of oil. Yeah, sure. I know what they're doing. You got lemons in there. You got, I don't know. Okay, so this says the uh, the reason why it's so oily is because Greeks absolutely love olive oil. And I can attest to that. My grandmother, when she was around, she's from Greece, and she did love olive oil. Tony has a glass of it next to him right now. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think I really actually have too much olive I mean, oil. How do you, I know how olive does, oil is how, good why, for you. Why do you have that mustache? Does all, doesn't olive, olive oil, oil like help like loosen up like the arteries and stuff or something like I that? I think so. Yeah, and I thought it was the reverse. Magic. You would think, but yeah, I think it's good uh, for your internal good. stuff. All righty. Well, so speaking yeah. about well, that's our basketball. college basketball. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, let's move over to the NHL. Yeah. So, uh, like we kind of touched on last week, we don't really talk too much about hockey. We'll get more into it when the playoffs come about. 
But uh, it was the NHL All-Star Game, and they've uh, done this fun thing for the last few years now where they um, make it a three-on-three format, and they do it. Uh, they just do it by the divisions. So the so it started off with the uh, Pacific Division played the Central, and it's two 10-minute periods, and the Central Division beat them 6-4, to four, so they moved on to the Finals. And the Atlantic division played Metropolitan and Atlantic won 10 to six. So they moved on to the finals and then the Atlantic division took care of business against the central winning seven to five. And uh, the MVP of the tournament was, uh, it was either Brady Kachuk or Matthew Kachuk. It was one of the Kachuk brothers, but uh, let me actually get that for you right now. But it was pretty cool because like you got to see there's uh, these two brothers. So Matthew Kachuk, uh, got the MVP and he ironically is on the Florida Panthers who um, hosted the NHL all-star game. So that was kind of cool, but it was also cool because so he's on Florida and his brother's on uh, his brother Brady is on the senators, both very good since they're both in the all-star game. And so they got to play together. They were on the same three on three line and three on three is obviously very personal. I mean, there's only, you're only got three, two other teammates out there, not counting the goalie. And so that was kind of cool. They had a couple goals and assists with each other. And then one of the cool moments too was Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby were on the same line. And I think that's cooler for people like our age that, you know, we've watched these, these are the two best hockey players in our lifetime that we've ever gotten to see play up until like maybe Connor McDavid now, but throughout our years. And uh, they got on a little like two on O break with the goalie and it was some good pass, pass, pass. And then I think it was Crosby that scored it. So that was, it was pretty cool to see. And, uh, so it was it was kind of fun to see, and I guess they actually uh, the prize is the division that wins gets a million dollars that the players split, and they said that a lot of those I was listening to one of the NHL commentators who was a former NHL player, Mark Messier and Chris Chelios were saying that uh, typically those what the NHL players that win that All Star game will do is they'll actually give that the guys that get the cash they'll end up giving it to like equipment managers and stuff like that so. Pretty cool. Nice little payday for, you know, the people that are behind the scenes that, you know, they basically just donate the money to and stuff. And then, you know, just like the NBA All-Star game, they have little competitions. They have fastest skate where the guy skates the whole, like, I think, perimeter of the rink. And I think the guy that won that was a player from Carolina who did it in, like, 13 seconds or something. And then the hardest shot. The hardest shot was actually, uh, there's this one guy, uh, Zidane Chara that, owned it forever. He was the defenseman for Boston. He's like six foot eight, like six, 10 on skates, pretty like six foot eight on skates, pretty much tall guy from like, fuck like Slovakia or something like that. And he would always win with like, or I think he's from the Czech and he would always win with like 108 mile an hour slap shot, 107. So the guy that actually did win this year was a, uh, was a center on, uh, um, the Vancouver Canucks that shot 104, which ended up being the hardest. And he was four to one odds, I guess, to win. So wasn't your favorite to win it, but he did. So yeah, I thought it was always like a big defenseman. That it was, usually is. I think that's why he was like four to one, but he's got a good slap shot. So what they uh, clock Happy Gilmore at. Yeah, I think that was like 115 <laughs> yeah. or something, 112. So yeah, just uh, that's just our recap of NHL. The NHL has started back up. Um, so uh, we've got uh, the second half of the season beginning and um, you know, we'll probably talk more about it when the playoffs come around because I honestly personally love watching NHL playoffs. So I'll definitely be talking about it. We'll, uh, we'll see the defending champion Colorado avalanche. If the playoffs were to start today, they actually would not make it. They've had injuries and they're slumping, but Vegas still believes they're going to make a comeback because they are tech. They're actually the third favorites to win it still, despite not being in a playoff spot right now. So yeah, because hockey playoffs home doesn't matter as much. Yeah, and all kind of stuff. exactly. So just get in, you know. So we'll see. Should be an exciting second half of the season. We'll see if uh, some teams continue to dominate, or if there'll be some other teams. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for the the hockey banter. All right, are we ready to talk about the uh, Super Bowl? Yeah, but we got a couple other stories where we get there. Um, first off, Tom Brady retired. So um, just go back like a year ago and listen yeah. to what we said about then because he already did it. But um, he says this time it's real. So I think even last week we're still talking about it. Yeah, I want to say he retired Niners. like what he retired on Friday or Thursday. No, or it was the day, it was, next it was day. Wednesday, right? It was the next day. Yeah. So it made us feel stupid, you know, because yeah. I'm over here saying like he's for sure going to San Francisco. <laughs> and then less than 12 hours later, he retires. And I'm sure you've heard, Sean, I'm sure you've heard this too. I'm sure this makes you hate society even more. But that the area where he st- st- uh, was standing oh, yeah, or laying down, that. that that sand, 
started off at like $600 in a auction and got all the way up to like last I saw, which was a few days ago, like over a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I would like to, uh, alert the authorities of that. Cause that is illegal. Also, the, the person who buys that should just be shot or at least publicly <laughs> flogged. How the fuck are you going to determine? Oh yeah, this is where his butt cheek was. You're an idiot. You imagine I, 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 the dumbass tech piece of shit that has that in his office. Come here. I want to show you something. You've really you shown. It? You've grown at this company. You see this? This is the sand. <laughs> Tom Brady. I like to think his dong may have touched it. <laughs> what the fuck? You know what's funny too is it's... uh. I don't even remember. I just totally blanked what I was going to say. But, oh, I don't know what I was going to say. Is that like, could you imagine like being that person, like the person where it's like, the, the area, just because you were sitting in somewhere with sand is like $100,000. Like I know they've had stuff before where it's like the gum that Justin Bieber was chewing that like got spit out that someone got a hold of or shit like that. But it's like, like, like that is just crazy. It also should be horrifying what kind of people are out there. Yeah, that's like the people that buy like ladies underwear and shit. Like that have worn it. Like I don't know. Like if I go to some guy's house and we're playing pool in their billiards room and he's like, take a look over there. I'm fucking leaving. I don't care how cool the guy is. I have never wanted to have ties with that person again. I'm just thinking of um, in Step Brothers where he's like, look at the signature. Yeah. Randy Jackson. <laughs> but at least that's something the person actually did. Like, you know Tom Brady really laid down, so... I hope the sand is from a completely different beach that this prick is buying. Yeah. And I know it's a guy. A girl would not buy that. I don't know. I mean, have you seen these old women in 80 for Brady, you know? I've been seeing... I don't know what anything the hell that is about, but yeah, I saw I a movie trailer, a poster for it. And we we covered it on this show, like, when they yeah, announced that I movie way back when. Yeah, but I tune a lot of that when, shit when, out when yeah. I'm not interested. Yeah, you should be. Um, no, I don't... Not interested. That's a movie that exists about old women going to a Super Bowl to see Tom Brady. But um, it made Ridiculous. it made more than $100,000, so it's worth more than that sand. But you should also arrest whoever buys that sand because that yeah. shit is illegal. That would be funny if it was just like fake. Then the FBI gets it. Or it would it. be funny if, yeah, if he did actually get arrested, whoever does get How it. How could they prove it's real? How, like, yeah, obviously the person's like, oh, that's right in front of my condo. I'm going to go out there and scoop it up. It's like, okay, what if he was six feet over from where you grabbed it? Who is need, yeah. Is the goddamn auction house going to authorize and yeah. sign off on this? Like, yep. Oh, we so were there. You, need, you would need like the uh, the Guinness Records people that actually like do the watching to make sure. Yeah, are you getting a certificate it? of authenticity from yeah. uh, Sotheby's? How how do you know? Yeah, it has to be appraised. I hope this sand is from a beach in Boston. <laughs> yeah, or, I don't know if they have too much sand in Boston there, but it's all iced over. Well, they have to because then they had the Boston Tea Party, right? They had to land. Oh no! Wait, only goes sand there. There's just a, a dock. I guess right? that could have been a dock. Yeah, I don't know why. I just assumed there had Massachusetts, to be sand. whatever. Yeah, no, there's plenty of beach, plenty of coastline. Yeah, it's like Nantucket's in that area, isn't it? Yeah, that's an island now. A shark uh, recently sand. Oh, yeah. A shark washed ashore with this uh, recent uh, weather over there, frozen. Oh, okay. Ooh, very good. Ready to eat. The coldest temperature in the United States was just recorded in Mount Washington, which is in. New Hampshire, which, Tony, I'm like you. I, I Did you know that was a state? Do you know where it is? I had no idea. Did uh, I know New Hampshire was a state? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew New Hampshire was oh. a state. It sounds like a city to me. Uh, negative 110. So, you know, what's funny is I I used to, uh, I was actually pretty good with all my states and the capitals. Like, I remember I was bored one time. My parents were at like a friend's house when I was in like third grade. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to try to name every state and every capital. And I like, it made me like kind of memorize it. And I remember we had a test for extra credit. It was all extra credit. It was literally just a blank map of the United States. And you had to name the states and then their capitals. And I think I got like, fuck, I want to say it was something crazy, like 98 out of 50, right? Or something like I, I missed one state wow. in its capital because I missed the state. I think so New I Hampshire's a capital. hard one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like there's. I forget what New Hampshire's is actually, because this was a long time ago. Montpellier is that one? Montpelier. <laughs> is it? It's a Google commercial. Yeah, I think it is New Hampshire's. Our is school that, made that, us Vermont? learn. Our school made us learn the Vermont, Middle East. Burlington. Yeah. 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 Don't aren't you happy when you're watching the World Cup? You're like, hey, I've heard of this before. No. What a or waste. You many. You many Civil War. You're like, I know what this is. I remember this one. So are we still talking the Super Bowl? <laughs> 
Um, now we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers before yeah. we get to the Super Bowl. So Aaron Rodgers is uh, still under contract with the Green okay, Bay. So it's Concord, New Hampshire. Okay. Which one's Montpelier? <laughs> I'm telling that's you, maybe Vermont. That's, that might be Vermont. Okay. Yeah. I'm telling you, I knew. Hold on. It is Montpelier. <laughs> Vermont State Capitol. You have to say it like Mont- a French person. Vermont's Pillier. That's funny. I sound like the fucking um, candlestick from Beauty and the Beast. Right? Well, that was the candlestick that was French, right? Yeah. What was his name again? Frederick? Or no, it wasn't Frederick. I don't know. I wasn't was a, a Beauty and the Beast it was, guy. No, it was, Sean, you don't know the... I have no idea. Oh my God, now it's going to bug me. Yeah. And I want to know it without I, looking I know what you're talking about. I think, weren't they all French though? Somebody's got to be shouting, oh, it's like Boswick Candleman. I don't know. It's like... <laughs> Bosa Candleman? He was in uh, Wakanda forever. No, okay, now it's going to bug me. Okay, yeah, keep moving on though. But um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, not a free agent, but a lot of people are expecting him to maybe find a new team or maybe even retire altogether. Uh, some rumors about him going to the Raiders, re-teaming up with Devontae Adams. Um, he said, don't put any stock in any of those rumors yet. He doesn't know. Um, he needs to make up his mind whether he's going to play or not. And uh, he has found his method of how he's going to decide. Um, I guess he said some friends gave him this tip on uh, an interesting thing to do. And that is he's, um, I guess, renting a space. that's going to be completely dark, a dark room. And he's going to stay in this dark room with nothing for four straight days. So basically he's doing solitary confinement, but he's paying probably like $10,000 to do it. Sounds like something Jared Leto um, would do. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers might as well be Jared Leto. I don't know how much you've paid attention to his, his life the last few years. but Not a whole lot. He is, he is out there. He does. I know he dressed up drugs weird. And, um, yeah. What did he dress up as? Uh, a quarterback? I don't know. No, like the first day of camp or something. He. I don't know. know. He, he had long hair and it was he was a, weird. He was a character. I don't know. I don't know. But also, uh, the candlestick's name was Lumiere or something, okay. so I was way off. Yeah, pretty good. I don't know what I was thinking of. Well, yeah, you got that. Aaron Rodgers is going to put himself in a dark room for multiple days, and that's going to enlighten him to make a decision on where he wants to play football, if he's going to play at all. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, these rich people have crazy ideas. They do weird shit because they're just bored. Um, the fact that you're going to pay people like a lot of money to put you in solitary confinement is is interesting. But oh, he was Con Air. He was Nick Cage in Con Air. Okay, badass. Go. I knew it was yeah. a cool thing, but I couldn't remember what. He was Cameron Poe. He just wore a wife beater with. He had a bunny jeans, and he had his hair slicked back. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't look that far off from there. Yeah. Yeah. Was Dave Chappelle there too? I I might have been. Yeah. You really got to sell it. Um, but yeah, we don't know where he, he'll be playing. Uh, we'll have to monitor that. And there's a lot of up in the air with different quarterbacks, you know, Derek Carr and the Niners, all that kind of stuff. So it'll be fun. Nice offseason we got ourselves looking forward to. Um, but we do have one more game left, the Super Bowl. So I think it's time we actually make our pick, and then we're going to do some fun prop bets here. So the line hasn't moved. It's still Eagles one and a half. Um, Tony, you ready? you ready for this? I am ready for this. Okay. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want with what? Just the team I think will win. We're, well, we're you're picking the line. I mean, it doesn't matter if you want to or the line. Yeah, but let's just stay with the line so we're on even playing field here. So this is this is actually like really difficult. Like if I was even if I was ever betting on any on this game, the Super Bowl. Like I've never been big on betting like Super Bowls anyway. But I can just tell you, if I was on this Super Bowl, it's like I wouldn't even I would just wouldn't be betting the Super Bowl. I mean, I think it's just too it's too difficult. And I just think that, you know, there's so much of me that thinks that Philly can, uh, I think they match up pretty well against the Chiefs. But then at the same time, it's just that the Chiefs as underdogs is always hard to like do. And I've just got this, I don't know what it is. Like, this is going to be one of those things where I'm just like, again, this isn't, you know, I wouldn't have my own money on this game by any means, but I just, I'm going to just go with my gut here. And uh, I'm going to say Kansas City. It's just my gut. I just think the Chiefs are going to – I don't know why. I just think they're going to do it. But the funny thing is, is all the props I like for player props are uh, a couple Eagle players, though, which we'll get into next. But, yeah, just – like I said, this is just – if I was had any money on this game, it would all be on, like, player props. I don't – this game is honestly – like, I don't have a good read at all on this. So this is literally just me going off of, like, gut. Like, I could see Eagles winning this game by – 
you know, eight, like 12 points, I could see the Chiefs winning. So, I mean, it's, but like I said, gut feeling, Kansas City Chiefs. I am in agreement here. Okay, I'm, good. I'm sticking with the Chiefs. Very good. Uh, just because they, they've been here before. That's the yeah, thing people exactly. say. Uh, maybe it doesn't doesn't matter. Um, I think if anyone's going to blow one anyone out, it's going to be Philly. I think Philly, you could see it. Maybe not the same extent, but like remember that Denver-Seattle game? Yeah. Which just got away bad. from them. I could see from the get-go with the I could see Philly doing something like that because I think they could score on special teams and defense and that kind of stuff um, and kind of, you know, really run them out. Um, and if they get a lead, you know, they're they're so versatile on offense that who knows. But um, with the line that close, I think I, think I have to go with Kansas City. And, yeah. and, you know, I get- and this game has had a – it opened up at, you know, Chiefs minus – uh, two and a half, and it immediately went to Philly minus two and a half, and then now you know there's been some buyback, and I knew this game would never get to three. I mean, if Vegas, it just would have never allowed it to get to three because if it would have gotten to three, tons of money would have come in on the Chiefs, and it would have then probably come back down. But then you would have had people sitting with a plus three ticket, and you know all sorts of crazy things. But uh, I think this is the, this is the fun stuff, though. It's the prop bets, and I've uh, you know, we'll we you know we'll give you just a bunch. We'll give you like you know what. Some good odds for uh, MVP and then like some uh, um, player props with some. There's a couple like um, player prop bets that I like. And uh, then obviously, you know, there's the fun stuff like uh, who's going to, you know, for example, what song is Rihanna going to sing first? You know, what uh, what color will the Gatorade be is always the most popular one. So, uh, Andy, we'll let you uh, let you start. What's uh, where are we going to start with these prop bets? What's uh, a first fun one to do here? Uh, sorry, you got got me. Uh, Andy's all right. He's still looking got me around. Stuck. No, I was looking for it. I don't. There's none of those fun ones on this thing, so I'll have okay. to go find those we'll somewhere have to else. Find the fun ones. Uh, yeah, I mean, because the the podcast I've been listening to is talks a lot about Vegas. Like, there's one that says, "Will the combined touchdown yardage and field goal yardage be over 198 and a half total yards?" <laughs> Which they were saying they like the under in that because they don't think there's going to be like too many long field goals because the Eagles yeah. typically go for it on fourth and three more so. And they don't think there's going to be like a 75 yard touchdown pass. So, but those are like the Vegas ones. Like those are certain props you have to get like in Vegas. Yeah. So uh, let's start with MVP here. Uh, both quarterbacks are plus 130. I'm looking at FanDuel Sportbook right now. Um, I think it's interesting that they're both equals because you think Mahomes would be more likely, but because Philly has more players, but. Uh, Philly's favored by a little bit, so they're a little more likely to win, according to Vegas as well. So um, it's not fun to go with those, I would say. No, um, but I think if Kansas City wins, I don't, I don't see a scenario where someone else gets the MVP. The only um, scenario I think could possibly be Travis Kelsey, and he would have to catch like three touchdowns. Yeah, but I'd say in this game, one of those things where you know everyone's catching the ball. You're going to have Kadarius Tony and Scantling and Jarek McKinnon, but um, on the Eagles side. It's also tough, but AJ Brown plus eighteen hundred—that's only a little bit. Um, I, I think honestly, you have to almost go with a running back if you're. Yeah, as one of the running backs, because it's if it's one of the running backs, it has to be Sanders. Because I don't see a scenario where they're. I would Kenneth say Gainwell has two touchdowns or something. You never like know. That. Maybe Pacheco. What if he just? Yeah. They get inside the red zone a few times. What if he does get two or three touchdowns? I mean, he was getting the he was catching the ball a lot, but. I don't know. Super Bowl's always kind of got some funny stuff, but it just, but then again, you know, we talk about the quarterbacks, but last year, granted, these are two high prolific quarterbacks, but last year the MVP was Cooper Cup. So, I mean, receivers definitely get it. I mean, I'm, one year Deion Branch got it instead of Tom Brady. So mm-hmm. that's why I think a lot, you know, Travis Kelsey could be a live, uh, live chance to get it, but I don't know. I would, uh, all right. Well, what's a pick you like here for the most for MVP? Yeah, you know what? I'll Be go anything. We're not judging you. Yeah, always. I'll go. I'll go against the grain. I'll I'll say Travis Kelsey. Okay, sixteen to one odds. Why not? I want to be a little different. I don't want to just say the you know plus one thirty quarterback. But I mean, all right, Chad Henney plus ten thousand. You think that's <laughs> worth it? Uh, who knows? Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Devonte Smith just because it's a little bit. It's you know twice as good odds as Kelsey mm-hmm. essentially. And it's less likely, of course. Well, the, but the thing is, is Devontae Smith is capable of that big touchdown. So what if he did yes. have two 70-yard touchdown so catches? That's the scenario there. Also, Devontae Smith won the college championship MVP two, two seasons ago. So maybe he wants to win that uh, Super Bowl MVP award. That would be uh, interesting. So 
Um, that is what I'm going to go with here. Um, what we got next up? We got uh, first touchdown score is one of my favorite ones. Okay. So we got Travis Kelsey is the favorite at plus 650. Um, interesting enough, Jalen Hurts is actually second. And remember, that's not a passing touchdown. Yeah, it has that to be That means a rushing. rushing touchdown or a receiving. receiving. Yeah. Philly special, you know, it's in play. You know, with this one, I'm going to go with, you know, I'm going to go with A.J. Brown for this one because I think, I have a feeling the Eagles, this is going to be a game where the Eagles do strike first. And for the Chiefs to win, it's going to have to be like a comeback and then they get the ball back and it's like Mahomes goes on a drive. And I just feel like there's a good chance that, you know, A.J. Brown is who Jalen Hurts finds from like, you know, 15 yards out or something for the first touchdown of the game. I'm going to go a little uh, more obscure here at plus 2,800 Boston Scott. So he, he usually does not get the first score for the Eagles. He doesn't uh, usually play in that first drive, but maybe on the second one. Um, he's been their longest tenured running back. He's been, he's been around for a while. Um, did he play in that Super Bowl? I can't remember. Maybe, probably not. I don't think he played in the Super Bowl back then, but he's been around for four years or, so, or something like that. So I'm going to go with Boston Scott. Okay. Ooh, good one. 28 to one odds. All right. What are some other interesting ones here? Um, you like Clyde Edwards Hilaire is he even going to play in the game. So <laughs> Clyde Edwards Hilaire was activated because okay. uh, Hardman's out. So that's why some of these guys were saying they kind of like uh, the under for um, uh, McKinnon receiving props because now that Edwards Hilaire is activated, he actually might, you know, be in there a little bit here and there, which could take away some potential McKinnon yeah. stuff. But yeah, Kadarius Tony plus 2400. You can see that happening. Mahomes plus 29. You don't think Mahomes could do much running, but you can get a QB sneak in. Hey, but there's also the other thing to look at, too, is defenses. Kansas City defense is four plus is 40 to 1. Eagles defense, um, where are they at? Uh, 36 to 1. Okay, so, yeah. All right, you want to do some. So, the, one of the player ones I here? liked. Yeah, so. Where do you want me to find we don't, it? We don't need to go to like through everybody's. No. So, Miles Sanders, that was one that I've been hearing a lot about uh, for his over. In rushing yards, because there I've been hearing that a lot of these experts in Vegas really believe that the Eagles are going to establish the ground game early. So that's one that I actually really like is uh, Miles Sanders over in rushing yards. Yeah, so it's only sixty-one and a half, and they do spread the ball around. But yeah, if they're if the Eagles are going to win the game, you think they're going to have some yards to Miles Sanders there? So because yeah, they usually bring in Boston Scott inside the red zone, I think right, pretty much. Boston Scott, like third downs are in like the red zone. Yeah, they'll, kind of. they'll do whole series with him, but they also mix in Gainwell as, as well. So, yeah, um, they, they play a lot of different players. Um, let's see. Got some other ones here. First drive. What do you like on the first drive? So punt, punt is plus 105. So that's the first team. Um, touchdown plus 260. Field goal attempt plus 430. Um, and then anything else plus 500. Um, I think the fact that, I mean, anything else would be, you know, fumble, interception, interception. turnover on downs, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't like punt at plus one Oh five, because I do feel like it's two good offenses. And I think whoever gets the ball first could come out and move it. I think it depends who gets the ball first. I honestly think Eagles are going to be able to move it first. And then I think it's going to be chiefs that come out later on and start doing well. But that scenario, I would say, uh, I would, I'll, I'll say offensive touchdown. I'll say whoever gets the ball first drives and, you know, makes a statement early. That would be my guess on that bet. What about you? You're all over the place right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm looking at everything here. Andy's um, like at a kid at a candy store right now. Just Yeah, I think field goal attempt. Even though we don't think there are going to be a lot of field goals, sometimes that first drive you get a little. Yeah, no, that's what up. they've been saying. Yeah. They think it could be a low scoring first drive and whatnot. Let's see. First player to have a reception on the Eagles. Interesting enough, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown are tied. But Dallas Goddard, plus 330. So he's, uh, you know, he catches the ball a lot. He's fully healthy. Wow, you can combine different people here. So I've heard uh, one prop today that I've never even heard of before uh, called the octopus, which means the player that scores a touchdown if they go for two, he also has to make the two-point conversion. Okay. Which, 
Very interesting. Rarely happens, but so I think it's just I think it's I don't think you pick the player to do it. I think you just say yes or no if that'll happen. But no is obviously heavily, heavily favored. I don't even and again, these are things that you can only get at certain like sports books in Vegas. I don't even think they offer much of that stuff online. But it's uh let me see if I can find some of these weird ones. Yeah, see that was a that was a link just there that said the uh, wildest bets. Yes, CBS, they're gonna Oh, I'll fix it next time. Okay. Nope. No, nothing. Uh, I didn't do my research. I've seen uh, some stuff before that'll say, like, who will they show first on, like, Yeah, no, TV. I've seen this before. I just didn't do my research well enough. Yeah, well, I just know, like, those, you know, some of those, some of those ones are, like, All right, okay, yeah, National here Anthem, here we go. We got so the National Anthem. 124 and a half seconds. Is a big one because of the fact that the guy singing the National Anthem is Chris Stapleton who has his signature hit Tennessee whiskey. And for anybody that's heard that song knows that he sings it very slowly. So there's a lot of people coming in saying it'll go over. And again, these predetermined bets, like somebody knows the answer to these. Somebody knows what color the Gatorade is. Somebody knows how long this is going to take because they see it in the, in the pre-rehearsal. So that's why those bets usually only have like a, you know, $200 limit on them or something like that. Even like a hundred dollar limit. Like you're, those are literally just for, for fun. Like you can't, really make too much uh, money off of those. So how about um, over or under eight and a half songs at the halftime show? I'd say over because yeah. Rihanna's got, you yeah. know, she'll play a bunch of like, like, you know, I feel like a minute and a half of like yeah. 10 different songs. Do we know the special guests or anything? There's usually like 95 special guests. I don't know who the special guest is. Yeah. We got Gatorade. Yellow green is, is, is the favorite. Do they even do that? Yeah, like, so there's been this whole thing about uh, Andy Reid be like, no, just throw me, put barbecue sauce so in there. There's been a whole thing about how yellow and green apparently has been a signature thing that has followed Andy Reid, but then also goes back to his time with the Eagles and that the Eagles have kept that color going. So there's that's why a lot of the money is coming in on uh on that. So uh, that's been I've heard some pretty big things on that, and that that opened up at like plus three fifty, and now it's plus one sixty five. So if you like that color, I would get it sooner than later because it'll eventually get to the point where it'll really come out that like, Oh, I think that is it. And then it'll be, it'll be gone before you even know it. Yeah. And then obviously another big one that people have fun with is the coin toss, but that's like, you know, stupid. We even know the coins are real. That that is true. Yeah. All right. I think these have some crazy ones. Yeah. Two minutes and seven seconds. Oh, I think so, before he said one forty something. I don't know. Um, so another one that's kind of fun when they sing "America the Beautiful." What coach will be shown first? Andy Reid, a heavy favorite. So another one that's kind of fun is they do the crossover sport ones. So for example, they got here. Will there be more total punts in the Chiefs Eagles game, or will there be more goals in the Edmonton and Montreal Canadiens game that morning? Those ones are kind of fun too. What made you? What's so funny here, Andy? If the Chiefs win, will Andy Reid be doused in barbecue sauce? That's what I just said. Like Andy called that. What What are the odds for that? I mean, it's, it's not real. No, yes, it's is, yes is plus sixteen hundred. Like that's a joke. It can't happen. Can't it though? <laughs> okay. Will they mention or show the clip of Andy Reid competing in the punt, pass, or kick contest? I say heavy yes. It's one of the funniest things in the world. Oh, when he's like a little kid, right? Yeah, he's like 14 years old, but he's like eight foot nine compared to these little babies. It's it, it was a crazy, it's a great clip. Um, what team apparel will Drake be wearing? Will he be there? I don't know. It, it would be the Chiefs. Drake has over a million dollars on the Chiefs. Yeah, so minus 350 on the Chiefs there. All right, what's the first TV advertisement? So it's just against two two competing companies. Doritos so, and M&M's. Doritos minus 150, M&M's plus 115. We know M&M's is going to be there because they canceled the the candies and they're going to do a special announcement about the like, you know, the talking candies. Oh, they canceled the talking candies? But, yeah, about a month ago they put out a statement saying we're getting rid of them and here's the thing and it's clearly like building towards the Super Bowl shit. So. Well, sometimes those big commercials yeah. that everybody's looking forward to are in the middle though. Yeah, I mean, that the, you want to get a good spot. You don't want to get the, the first, but I think it's after kickoff is what they're doing here, right? So Heineken versus Budweiser, that's that's interesting. I, does Heineken want to um, 
really go hard. That's another good one too, is how many players will have a passing attempt. The Super Bowl. Now here's the thing. Over two and a half, I think, isn't bad because what what did the Eagles do last time they were in the Super Bowl? The Philly special. Now they have a more athletic quarterback. I don't think that's a bad one at all to say that they do a little end around and next thing you know, yeah. you know, AJ Brown's throwing it downfield or something. We also have Patrick Mahomes injury. We have Jalen Hurts possibly getting hurt. Yeah. Um, and Kansas City is very creative as well. So that's that's yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, plus one fifty, not bad. Or you never know, fake punt. All right. Any other things? Number um, of beers sold. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now these are just ridiculous. One hundred twenty thousand. Holy moly. Yeah. That's. Hey, those are Philly fans. I'd take over one hundred twenty thousand. I mean. How many people are going to be there? And it's most, in Arizona. They're all going to be hammered coming back from most, the golf tournament also. Most people, I would say, don't buy a beer at a Super Bowl because you don't want to miss shit. But I don't know. That's Yes, that's a good point. I would say under. That's minus 175. You know, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. All right. I think we... Yeah, I think we've uh, definitely done enough uh, prop bets, especially since we're a little... The price of Bitcoin. Out of it. Okay, yeah. No, these, these just get more and more ridiculous. But oh, who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first? So we've got teammates. You know, what's funny is I actually won this bet one year and I yeah. did it at like a, I got it at like six or eight to one odds or something too. Cause I said that they would mention the fans first because the fans were, what is it on this one? Like, does it even say not there? Yeah. So the fans were, you know, something crazy. And it was Tom Brady. It was the year the, the, the Patriots beat the Rams. He, he thanked the fans first. And I, I won that one. I was kind of like, oh, surprise. But see, there it is. There's the octopus. So that's plus 600. When the player scores a touchdown, scores the ensuing two point. Honestly, I would say no at minus. If I had the money and they would let me, and they let you like bet a good amount, I mean, the no at minus 1200 seems not horrible because, I mean, what are the chances that that happens? But I guess you never know. Running back scores a touchdown, then you hand it back off. I don't know. But. Well, Tom Cruise parachute into the stadium. Well, like some of these, it's just like, who's coming up with these? Like people are just writing them or what? But all righty. Does that uh, wrap us up with our Super Bowl talk? All righty. I think that's going to be it. Yeah. You've been listening to episode 310 of the Tony Steak podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had off-road Andy. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. See you later.